0: Before you dive into today's episode, I want to remind you, or maybe you're hearing it for the first time, that in the month of March, we are having our first passionate and prosperous giveaway. So a few months ago, I got this idea that I wanted to design gorgeous, passionate, and prosperous affirmation mugs. So I got these mugs made, and this mug is, of course, made of the purple and pink and red that are the colors of the show and of everything I do. And the mug has a gold handle and a gold rim. I mean, this mug is so awesome. It's so gorgeous. And having your morning coffee or tea or hot chocolate or water or whatever in it is going to be very exciting for you, I feel. It is for me. So, but here's the best part. I'm a big affirmation person. You've probably heard me mention it on the show. We had a whole episode on manifestation and I'm a big believer in putting things into our brains that are affirming and that we actually want to be um, thinking throughout the day, right? So the things that we think become our reality. Our thoughts create our reality. So on the mug, it says, I am living my most passionate and prosperous life. So when you drink out of it, when you look at it in the morning or any time of day, you actually can't help but have that powerful affirmation running through your brain. It's literally a way for you to be communicating your desire and stating what you would like in the positive, right? And communicating that to the universe. So... I am not telling anybody about the giveaway other than on the show. So, this is literally only for those of you who are listening right? And what you can do is you can enter your name and email using the link that you can find in the show notes. So look on on your app, wherever you're listening to the podcast and find the notes and click on the link, enter your name and email. And then at the end of the month on March 30th, I'm going to announce the winner and it might even be winners depending on how many people enter the giveaway. So I'm really excited about this. These mugs are so nice, and I really haven't, um, you know, told anyone about them or tried to sell them. I got them purely because I'm excited for people to have them in their hands and for people to start having the energetic effects of knowing that they are living their passionate and prosperous lives, okay? So, if you want to be in, make sure you click the link, put your name and email. I'm so excited for you to get one. I hope you will. And with that, kick back and enjoy episode 19 of Passionate and Prosperous, where we're getting down and dirty about money. Hey, 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 Passionate and Prosperous. (sighs) I'm so happy to be recording. When I am recording an episode, I'm actually thinking about all of you, (laughs) even though I don't know exactly who you are. I know who a lot of you are because you've been letting me know, but I really do get excited because I feel like I really am talking to you. So I always look forward to my recording sessions because I feel like in this weird way, I feel like I'm with you. Um, But anyway, um, if you've been listening in order to the episodes, and it's okay if you're not just so you know, um, but if you have been, then you know that in the last episode when I talked about marketing. Marketing and social media, I actually said in that episode that when I sat down to work on my outline for that one, I thought that I was going to be making an episode about money. Because to be honest, I take my cues off of what I talk about on the show from the conversations I'm having in real life, my clients, um, what I see on social media when I'm bopping around in different groups where there are coaches and entrepreneurs. And I use that because I'm like, well, I want to be in service. I want to create value that people are actually needing and wanting. I don't want to just make it up and make up what I think you need. And so talking about money, <laughs> it's it's probably always good. I could probably just make every episode about money when it comes to, like, what do people need? Oh, You guys need to hear about making money. Um, and... When I sat down to make that episode, as I said in the episode, I realized that before I could really talk about money, all of these things kept coming up for me about like you know what you need to have in place before we can talk about making money, and that's why I talked last time about getting a little bit more um, in a little bit more in love or a little bit more in like with marketing and social media and the the things that we need to do in order to put ourselves into a situation where we can make money right so that's why that's why um the this evolved this way right so now i'm excited to be here to talk about about making money and i think it's a safe assumption to say that all of us have some shit to deal with when it comes to making money like i've literally never met a coach or a creative, right? So I'm not saying I've never met anyone in the world who didn't have shit to deal with when it came to making money because I have known many, many, many people who are in finance or, you know, who, who making money was never like, uh, like one of their like limiting beliefs or stories. Okay. But a lot of times when people are coaches, creatives, service driven individuals, as you all know, you'll hear me always remind you, I was an actor hard to make money as an actor. I was a yoga teacher, you know, and even as a coach, I think there's like a story in the coaching world that, you know, that it can be hard to make money as a coach, right? So for those of us who are heart centered healers, anyone who does anything other than have a really high paying corporate job, (laughs) right? It's probably safe to say that we have some form of shit that we have to deal with when it comes to the way we think about money, whether it's that we think that making money is hard or whether or or if it's about fear of spending money um, because we don't know if we'll ever be able to make it again or, you know, if it's um, because we're in a business where we have to ask people to pay us directly. Right. Which is very different than just getting a paycheck. So we all have some sort of stuff that comes up. Right. And even When we do the work, right, through something in our mindset, like even when we do the work and we overcome some sort of a belief or story or a fixed idea about money, there's another one waiting right behind it, right? Because every time we level up in any way, we then discover that now there's the next belief or idea story or, you know, thought that we have to deal with. My coach always says, new level, new devil. Right. And I really, and it's really true. Like even when, when the new level is that like you're consistently up leveling and you're consistently um, having transformation, which I, I, I don't think that we need to have transformation constantly. I mean, that would actually be excruciating and exhausting because transformation is, is hard and uncomfortable, but after we go through some sort of period of transformation or up-leveling, usually we then integrate into that and we we enjoy that, that time. We're like, this is awesome. I love this new me. I love this new version of me or I love this new way that I'm showing up. And then, of course, we get confronted with whatever our next limiting belief is that's waiting for us. And then we get to look at that and we get to do the work and so on and so forth. Right. So, um, so every time we up level in any area, we get to enjoy it for a while and until right up until we realize that now we want more, or now we want to get to our next level, or now we want to expand even, you know, even greater. So I think that one thing that we can all agree on, if we're us, if we're the passionate and prosperous crew, right, that are the people that are here to make money doing what we love, to use our gifts and skills, um, we are we are doing work that is in service, right? We are helping others. We're helping others to transform. We're helping others to have more success. We're teaching other people how to do the things that they want to do, right? That's who we are. We're helping them to have more success even in their businesses by being the creatives behind what they have to do, right? Right. I you know I I I reference often my producer right well my creative producer like you know he's I need him behind me being able to do the work that I do right so when we are us I think that we can agree on something which is that we do want to make money right we Need to make money, right? We need money. Like the world needs money. Like you can't live in the world without money unless you choose to go live somewhere where they're like, we're going to be, we're going to not use money. We're just going to trade stones, you know? And, you know, that if you can find somewhere like that and you want to go, great. But those of us living in the regular world, we need money, right? And so for us, our relationship to money, making it, spending it, asking for it can be complicated. So, You've probably heard the term money mindset, right? I mean, it's everywhere, and especially in the coaching world. It's like money mindset, money mindset, money mindset. So let's talk about money mindset because it's a pretty big umbrella term. When I think, when I hear money mindset, I think of like a gem with many different facets, right? So like if you, you know, look at a diamond, it's it's a diamond, and then there are all of these different facets, right? And so I always think of many things, not just money mindset, but money mindset is one of the things that I think of that like we can use the term, but then the reality is that underneath that term, there are different aspects to it, right? There are different facets. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So like, because you don't only have one money mindset is my point, right? Even your own mindset is a gem with multifacets. And so just in the money mindset arena, we have, for example, the money mindset that we inherited from our family. So I call that our money legacy. And our money legacy can go back generations, right? It's not only like inherited from your parents. I have been well aware of the legacy of my grandparents. Now, I'm actually really grateful that because my parents, my parents did not carry the money mindset legacy forward of my grandparents, I inherited a different money mindset. Uh, than my grandparents, but I'm aware of what my grandparents was because they always tried to impose it (laughs) on my, on my dad, right? This is my dad's parents. They always tried to impose their money mindset because they were from the depression era, right? And so they were, they did, they did not spend, they were very, very frugal. And then I grew up with parents that were like, let's, Let's invest in our kids, let's send them to performing arts, sleepaway camp. Let's get them you know lessons. let's anything they show interest in, we're gonna throw money at it and make sure they get everything right. So that was like the opposite money mindset of my grandparents. um, but we all inherit some form of a of a money legacy from where we grow up. I mean, it's inevitable you you have to. so there are so many beliefs that we can have that are a result of. Um, what our parents said and thought about money, or what was worth it, et cetera. Okay, so we also have the money mindset of our present reality, right? So your present reality is going to impact your money mindset. So if you if you are not having money, like if you're literally feeling like you don't have enough money, that's a form of that's your current money mindset, and if it can especially impact your current money mindset because. If you're currently not having money or making money the way you want to, that can really, really create a very powerful belief or story around money like that money's hard to make or that you don't know how to make money. And when we have those beliefs and stories and we're we're saying them, we're thinking them, we're reiterating them, they, and I hate to say this, they kind of become true because our beliefs right? Our beliefs create our experiences and our experiences confirm our beliefs. And so if we have a belief and we keep saying it, money's hard to make. I don't know how to make it. I don't know where to get clients. And we keep saying that we're going to keep having that experience. So our present reality of money can actually create a money mindset that isn't going to serve us getting out of it. All right. So that's another. So our present money mindset, Um, we also have our history or relationship history with making money, right? So again, like I shared with you that I come from a background of first being an actor. I mean, like starving artists, you know, actors don't make money. Actors are, you know, being waiters, all of those, all of those stereotypes. Um, in some part, there's a truth to some of that, right? Um, and then, of course, I go into the world of being a yoga teacher. And it's not like yoga teachers are walking around saying that they're killing it, you know, unless, unless someone becomes, I don't know, like a poster child or like a famous cover model on Yoga Journal magazine or something, you know, again, I don't even know if that makes you any money. But, you know, being a yoga teacher is not exactly known to be, you know, a, a lucrative profession. It's not easy to make money. And then, of course, I move into coaching and I I think the same thing. I think that like, it's easy to have a story about any of these kinds of, of, of professions, whatever, you know, work that we do when we are, again, helpers, healers, servers, um, the, the people who are offering services to others to help them in some way. Um, none of that ever feels like, like it seems like it should be a place that's easy to make money. Right. And then we have another form of our money mindset is we have ideas about what we think that things are worth or not. Right. And we all have different ideas about that. Like what's worth it to me is different than what's worth it to you. You know, like I always use an example and this is not just since I became a coach, but this has always been something that, you know, that I've believed and, that my husband and I are actually really aligned on. It's probably one of the reasons why we're married, which is that, you know, I live in New York City. It's a super expensive city, right? Like it can be a bitch to live here. It can be so frustrating because in order to, like in order to live here and feel like you're living well, like in order to feel like you're not, you know, struggling and not able to go anywhere or do anything, you actually do have to, make money. But the interesting part, you don't have to be rich because I was never rich. I've never been rich. And I've lived in New York City my whole life. And I have been an actor, uh, a yoga teacher and all of those things. And I also have always managed to figure out how to pay rent here. And I've also always managed to what I call use the city, which is go to shows, go to um, go do stuff, you know, eat in restaurants or whatever, because I've always held the the idea that if you don't, if it's not super important to you to do those things, don't live in New York City, (laughs) go somewhere else where it's cheaper and easier, you know, and where you don't have to make as much money. So when I say we all have ideas about what things are worth or not, we all place different value on things. You know, I know I've met a lot of people who don't even care about going out for dinner. To them, like food is fuel, right? I just need to eat food to stay alive, right? And then I know other people like myself that are willing to spend money to go to a great restaurant for a one-off experience, right? Um, And so that's just an example of how that's a money mindset. We all have different ideas about what things are worth or not. Right. And then we also all have ideas about what things should or shouldn't cost. So the, the first one about what things are worth or not is actually like what we, you know, what we are happy to invest in. And then we have ideas about what things should or shouldn't cost is kind of related to that. But it's also a little bit like you have an idea of what it should cost to, I'll just use the example of work with a coach Right. And then a coach, then you talk to a coach and then they they say that the investment to work with them is totally different. But you came into the conversation with what you think it should be. Right. So that's a money mindset. And then also we have ideas and this is part of our money mindset, although it's a little bit weird because it's this thing that human beings do, which is where we try to um, we try to uh, predict what other people are thinking or we try to Somehow, you know, jump into other people's minds and, and we think that we know what they're thinking or we're afraid of what they're going to think. And so we have ideas about what other people are going to think about all the things I just listed, <laughs> right? So I make up stories. I'm not, I'm not saying only me. I'm saying one makes up stories about what someone else is going to want to spend money on, what they're going to find valuable, what they're going to think is worth it, um, right? And we do this to ourselves all the time. So because of all these things, right, that I just listed, it can result in having some issues (laughs) in your business. Because if you are one of the passionate and prosperous, if you are a coach, creative, service, purpose-driven entrepreneur, right? And you're the one setting your investment, you're the one selling your services, and you're the one asking for another person to pay you directly, a lot of stuff will come up with that, right? It's very different than having someone else sell your stuff. It's very different than getting a paycheck, right? So when you're an entrepreneur, it can be scary and uncomfortable because one of the main things that we do is we decide how, what other people are going to think of us if we are trying to make money, right? But if we go back to the original thing that I said, we all need to make money. We all want to make money, everyone. So even the person that you are worried about telling how much it's going to cost to work with you, right? That person also knows that that people need money and we all need money. Like we all need to make money, right? And so we create these very, very convoluted, weird stories about other people when the reality is that, you know, I mean, everybody needs to make money. Everybody wants to make money and everybody has their way that they make money. So, it can get really deep, and my my feeling is that when when we are trying to build a passion and prosperous life or business, even though we can do all of the things that we need to do. A lot of the stuff that I talk about in the podcast, you know, a lot of the stuff that I tell you about your niche and your message and your branding and your passionate offer and all of that, right? That in addition to all of that, we also must look at whether or not our money mindset and the way that we think about money, making money, asking for money, we need to look at whether or not that is interfering, whether or not it's getting in the way. Right? And a lot of what our money mindset is linked to, linked to is our own sense of worthiness or deservability, our own fears, right, of what other people will think or say about us. Our own values, as I said before, about what we about what we would invest, especially in a service like ours, Whether or not we are engaged in a scarcity mindset, period, right? And also, we superimpose on other people that they think the same way about money that our parents did. And I see this, I mean, I see this all the time, right? So I have clients come to me all the time who desperately want to make money in their businesses and feel like they can't or that it's hard. Right. And even though, of course, there's always is what I just said, the stuff to work on, like niche brand messaging offers, program strategy, how to launch. We will always look at their money mindset because in, in my opinion, it's inevitable that that's getting in the way that your money mindset can literally block you from making money. So a goal that I have for myself. I've had this goal for myself for a while and I've done really great work on it. Just just want to say, but a goal that I have for myself, my clients and all of you, right? Cuz you you you're you're in my you're in my crew, right? is to fully believe that it's okay to want to make money, that it's actually okay to love and desire money. Right. And to fully step into the idea that we live in an abundant universe and that there's enough to go around. And what I've actually worked on for myself, one major thing is getting over the idea that that I should feel ashamed that I love and desire making money. Right. And I think that everyone needs to get over that. And there's so much shame and there's so much guilt and so many weird, not weird, I'm not going to call anything weird, but there are so many feelings and emotions that come up around this making money that it really does stand in the way for many, many people. I'm not saying that maybe this isn't you, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, you're like, I love my relationship to money and I make money easily, you know? And I hope that that's what some of you are thinking, but I know in reality that not all of you are thinking that because it's not possible because I talk to people every single day, <laughs> right? And so I know that there's an absolute percentage of people that are not um, loving <clears throat> loving the process of making money, that everybody would like the money because we need the money. I keep saying that we need money, right? Right. And we wish that we could just somehow get the money (laughs) without having to do all of the stuff in between. So what I'm hoping that we, that you get out of today's episode, like where I want to go with this, what I'm hoping is the outcome for you is that you get to, you get to leave the episode, right? You get to, to, to exit the episode with a, some new perspective and maybe even, I mean, I know like this is a deep thing, the money relationship. So I don't know that like you can listen to like one podcast episode and have like massive transformation. Um, that's my goal. I mean, I would love that, but I do know that we I can, I can give you some stuff to think about, um, and some awarenesses and you could do some work on your own. Uh, of course, if you want me to help you, you can also always reach out to me <laughs> about, about being your coach and I'll definitely help you with your money mindset. Um, I, 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 love, I love talking about this because I really believe that when we free this block up, when we do this for ourselves, it opens up so much in our lives. And one of the reasons that I believe that is because, and I know this is made to some of you sound foreign and weird, money is energy. So the same way that we believe, right, that there's, that there's an energy of abundance that's available to us, the same way that we believe in the laws of attraction, the same way that we believe in manifestation. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that we all believe that because I want you to believe it. So I believe it. And hopefully by listening to me and the podcast, you believe it or you're on your way to believing it. But. All that stuff that we know that we have to be open to flow, that we have to be open to receiving, that, you know, all of that, you know, that we have to be open to our creativity. Our money is the same. Money is is an energy that even though human beings figured out or decided that it had to be um, created, it had to be made tangible, right? That we had to actually have, have you know, something to exchange The reality is that think about all the money that you never actually put your hands on. Think about all of the money that you never have in the form of cash, right? Think about the money that just is in your bank account. Unless you withdraw it from an ATM machine, it's just sitting there. And technically, it's just an understanding. Technically, it's just an exchange, right? When you use a, when you use a credit card or when you do anything electronically, I'm not talking about crypto, by the way, just so you know, like that is not something I'll ever talk about. I don't even understand it. I'm not, I'm not anywhere near there. I'm too old. I'm 53. (laughs) So I'm not talking about crypto. I'm literally talking about like the money in the bank. It's money that you, that you don't even touch. It's an energetic exchange. It's you saying, right? It's you, it's you having a number in a bank account. And this is like super like, like kind of esoteric and complex but what I'm trying to explain to you is that money is an energy and we get to decide what we want our relationship to that energy to be and I am not trying to minimize or take away from the fact that like there is a reality that like when you don't have the money to pay your rent or your mortgage or don't have money that you would like to 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 support your family or, or even just to do something that you want to do, like take a vacation. I am not minimizing or diminishing and saying, well, that's just energy. Just change your energy and you'll have all that money. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that when you are in a business, where you're the one who has to make the money, meaning you're not getting the paycheck, you're not working for someone else, but you have to figure out how to how to generate the money, how to put a price tag on what you're doing and tell someone else what that is and maybe even have a conversation with them, right? Because what most of us do requires some sort of consultation or discovery call or assessment or, right, like if you're a coach or if you're going to offer your creative services or anything, anytime you're asking someone to like, invest, right, an amount of money in working with you so that they can get an outcome that they desire, right, it usually involves a conversation. You know, you've heard me talk about this before. This is not what the episode is about, but I'm just going to say just a reminder that when we are in the, you know, and one of my episodes is going to be about phases of business <clears throat> because I've been thinking so much about how I always talk about like when we're in this phase of our business. I don't even just mean beginners because I know that there are a lot of people that listen to the show <clears throat> that are not in the beginning stage of their business because I'm hearing from you. I know that there are people who are who are making money but who want to get to the next level, for example. Um But it takes time and phases of business to get to the point where someone is just going to a website, <laughs> right? Or getting put into some sort of electronic funnel where on the other end, they're just investing a thousand or more dollars in something without having a conversation with anybody. Okay? Like, that's just the reality. Like, people are not just going on a, on a website of a coach or, or, or someone who has a service-based business and buying their one-on-one high level right passionate offer without having some sort of communication right so i'm just i'm just saying it i believe that that's the way it is maybe there are some exceptions right nothing is ever like 100% but anyway that's what i'm saying so so if that is you right then your understanding of how money operates as energy is really important. The same way that you need to operate with how, uh, with believing in in abundance. Like if you're an entrepreneur and you wake up every single day and it's all on you, you have work to do in order to stay in your high vibration, and in order to, in in order to keep your 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 trust and your faith that things are going to work out. In order to trust that you're in the right, that you're exactly where you're meant to be. In order to trust that like that you're that that you that there are clients out there for you. In order to trust that there are people who need what you're offering. That's work to do. We have to do that every single day. I have to do that every single day. Okay, so making money falls into that same category of the work that you need to do every day so that all of those little facets that I just walked you through do not become blocks or obstacles to you being able to do the actions that you need to do in order to make money. And those actions are right that you do need to be able to Put yourself out there and you do need to ask people to work with you. And at some point, you do need to be able to tell them how much it's going to be. And if the energy. That you are doing that with is an energy of scarcity, of desperation, of not feeling worthy, of not believing that your service is is valuable or worth it. If that energy is that you don't think other people will think that that service is valuable or worth it. If any of that energy comes into play, there's a very good chance that you're sabotaging yourself. There's a very good chance that that's why it's hard for you to make money. So again, you need to have faith in your passionate offer. You need to believe that you're good at what you do. You need to have certain levels of confidence. Yes to all of that. And some people have all of that and still can't make money. And that's because they get to that point where they got their passionate offer, where they have their confidence, where they've got lots of great stuff going on, and they're still getting fucked over by some aspect of their mindset which is that other people don't pay for things that's just an example right or that no, or or they have an experience where a couple of times they have a, a call a conversation with someone and it doesn't end up in a yes and then that becomes a new story and mindset right nobody says yes nobody will buy my services and so then you go into more conversations like that and guess what now it becomes your money mindset nobody nobody will invest in my services there's no one out there and that will become true so when we look at this at this it's a very deep thing for us right it's a very very deep thing our relationship to money there's even a lot of and i said this word before there's there's even shame or guilt about Wanting to make a lot of money because of what we think maybe other people or even our prospective clients, our potential clients might think about it, right? Well, if so-and-so knows that I like making money, right, then when I tell them how much it costs to work with me, they're going to make the assumption that I'm just trying to gouge them or that I'm just, you know, charging lots of money because I want to make lots of money, right? And we make all this shit up. We make up these stories, but they can kill us, these stories. They can completely keep us from making offers. They can completely keep us from from sticking to what we believe is in alignment with our investment. These stories and these beliefs can make us, I'm just going to use the word, dumb down our services, right? So I have seen so many coaches, okay, have what they call their passionate offer, which, you know, is your signature program. It's your Oz. So if you haven't been listening to the show, listen to Building Your Yellow Brick Road. Um, I've seen so many coaches have what they know is what is required for someone to to achieve transformation, okay? You're the expert. You know that it takes, I'm just going to use this example, three months for someone who Who has the problem that you solve to get the outcome that 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 they desire and that you help with, okay, and you know because you're the expert you know it takes three months, and you get on the call and you say that it that it's three months and you give the investment and you hear from someone you know and it can all, it sometimes it can be one person you hear from someone um ah. Oh, Mm, that's a little too long. I don't really, I don't know. Three months is a little long. I don't feel like I can make that kind of commitment. All right. I mean, I know that so many of you are nodding your heads right now. All right. So, and it, this is not just for coaches. This is for anyone that offers something where like there's going to be a period of time that you, wor- that you need to work with someone. Right. In anything that we do, there's going to be a period of time. You're the expert and you're saying this is how long it's going to take for you to get your outcome. OK, and then the other person who doesn't know how to get the outcome or they would have it already. OK, they don't know how to get the outcome. And yet their own, we call it like their gremlin brain, their own brain has their own objections, right? They either have some idea that they wanted it faster, right? They didn't want it. They didn't know how long it would take, but they just wanted it faster. Um, they had an idea that it would be less money. Right? Um, they had, they just have an idea about themselves. Oh, I'm just so busy. I just want things fast. Like they want immediate credit, whatever. But that's their mindset. Right. And then they're telling you, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do three months. Okay. And then what is, what is, a, what does the coach do who really wants a client or who's been getting some no's and is having a little bit of mindset stuff going on, a little bit of self doubt and self confidence stuff was like, you know, it's, gets chipped away. And what do they do? They go, this, the new story is nobody will commit to three months. People don't want that. It. No one wants to spend that money. So what I'm going to do is I'm now going to offer a one month program and I'm going to cut my investment down because that's what people want. And then what happens? You offer the one month program for the less amount of money. And guess what? It may not be the same objection. It may not be, it may not be, oh no, one month is too long, but chances are you still don't create the client. And the reason for that is that you've allowed a story about someone else, someone else's story, right? You've allowed that to put so much self-doubt in you that now your energy that you're coming with when you are saying what you know, it costs and takes to get the outcome right that you know that this is how long it is and this is what the investment is right and you've done the work on that you know what that is for you and yet you let someone else completely shake that confidence you get a new story in your head and that changes your energy and now you have to either you have to either um keep you know dumbing down your services until you get some yeses or you get to Not let someone else's mindset impact yours so much that you change what it is that you believe it takes for someone to get an exceptional service and outcome from you. So... When this is who you are, when you are someone who's the one creating the service, when you're the one who's delivering the service, when you're the one who's delivering the transformation, when you're the one who's doing the work so that someone else can get what they want, right? Or when you're doing it with them so that they can get what they want, it is it is very important that you are able to have the conversations, that are necessary in order to have someone to, in order to get someone to have their own green light or to say yes, right? And those conversations can be very challenging if your relationship to money and your energy around money, right, is not in alignment. So when I listed those possible facets, and there are many, I just listed a few. I mean, and this gets really personal, right? Like uh, like all of the, I, I'm going to list them again. I'm going to go through them again because they were the ones that came up for me as like, well, these are kind of like the big ones that I see all the time. But, but for each one of us, it can be even more nuanced. It can be even more, you know, it can go deeper, right? Because it can get so specific. Like sometimes one incident or one comment right? Well, that's really expensive. (laughs) That's not worth it. Oh my God. One person says that to you in the beginning of your business, that can ruin you if you let it, right? Oh my God. Someone with disdain, like says in a nasty way, (laughs) like that's really right. And they make some nasty comment that can totally, it gets burnished in your brain. (laughs) And then if you let that If you let that change your belief about your service and about what you're offering and about what you know is how you can get the outcomes for people, then you're, oh my God, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I'm not saying that like it doesn't happen. It happens. And I'm just feeling the pain right now is what I'm saying. I'm just feeling the pain of knowing that that happens to people. I hear it all the time when I'm doing this deep work with my clients and all of a sudden we'll get to one thing like that one comment sometimes it's it's a partner or a spouse that says something that just shuts you down sometimes it is a family member sometimes people have heard it from a, from a parent for example and then it just it's just so hard to get over it's so hard not to believe that someone that you trust and love when they say like wow that's too expensive or whatever, it's hard not to believe that. So this all impacts our money mindset. So, what does it look like when you have the money mindset that you inherited from your family, your money legacy, and how might that be impacting you? So I'm going to give you an example. I'm not going to name names, but I know that if my client's listening, she's going to be like, that's me. But like, here's this really great example that I started working with someone. I've not I've been working with her for like two years, but when I first started working with her um, and I was like, so what are you, what are you offering? Right? She's not even a coach. I was like, what are you offering? Um, she's a creative. And she told me what she was, what, what her offers were and whatever. And, 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 and I was like, why is everything a a sale? (laughs) Literally everything she told me she was offering was like a mini, she called it mini, a mini this, or, or like a, you know, like a smaller version of like the full shebang. And I was like, well, when do you offer the full shebang? Right. So like for you all, like, when are you offering Oz? Like, why do you keep like making Oz a sale? Right. And. She didn't know in the beginning, and so we did some deep work around that, and what we discovered, I mean, she didn't have to discover it, but what we linked it to, what we made the connection with, was that growing up, her mother never bought anything at full price. Her mother thought that if you bought something at full price, you were being taken for a ride. Like That was insane, because everything goes on sale, and you should wait. And you should just wait till it goes on sale and get it then. Meaning they never got anything when it first came out, right? When it was hot and new and when everyone wanted it, that was never a thing. You never went out and got the thing. You waited because if you bought it at that time, you were being scammed, right? You were being scammed. And so in their household, you waited. Even if everyone else had it, if everyone else had the thing, you were like not getting it until it was on sale. And it was a belief that like, if you pay for things at full price, you know, that's crazy. And so she, she had a belief or a mindset, even though this wasn't even how she fully operated in the, in the world, that that's how other people operate. And so she thought if she ever sold her services at what she felt they should cost, that no one would say yes, that no one would buy it, that the only way people say yes is if it's a sale. So how deep is that, man? Oh, my God. And I now know so many people who think that they need to make other people think that they're getting it at a bargain, that they're getting it at a bargain. And so there's constantly this like this manipulating of like, oh, I'm going to make my offer this way so that it seems like it's a discount or it's a sale. And I'm like, what's a discount on something that you made up in the first place? Right. Like, in other words, like, like if it's your price, right, if your coaching is fifteen hundred dollars, all right, and then you put out into the world, but it's on sale for a thousand. What meaning does that even have? Like, like what, (laughs) you know, like you might as well just say your coaching is a thousand. Because because to someone else, they're not they're not thinking, oh, wow, what a bargain. They might have thought that fifteen hundred was a bargain. You never even know that so so that's just one example of how we might how we might take someone else's like the legacy of our parents or whatever and and not even be realizing how we are allowing that to impact our relationship to money now right um and then I said we have that money mindset of our present reality, right? Like that if we don't have money right now or we're experiencing that it's hard to make money. Like when you first start your business, it is very easy to experience it being hard to make money. Where do you get clients from? How do you get clients? Like, it takes time to get the motor of a business going. It takes time to get your systems in place. It gets time to build your yellow brick road, to get attract, serve, convert into a flow, right? And during that time that it's not flowing yet, it's very easy to believe that it's hard to get clients or that you can't get clients. And you may be having that experience. And when you're having that experience, your energy around money shifts. And when you do get to have a conversation with someone, instead of showing up to that conversation from a place of believing that the universe is abundant and that there is infinite resources to go around and that there are people who want to pay for your services, you go in in a feeling of desperation And instead of going into those calls with love and with knowing that the other person also has to have their experience before they can say yes, you are caught up in needing the answer, needing the yes, doing anything. You you even go into it thinking that there's some way that you can manipulate the situation into them saying yes, when none of that is true. None of that is true. You can't manipulate anyone into saying yes. They're either going to say yes or they're going to say no. You can show up though in the right energy, believing in the right things with the right intention, with a desired outcome. And then you can get the genuine and true, right? Answer. And it may be no sometimes. And hopefully it's yes, more than, more than often, right? More often than not. Okay. Then I talked about our history with making money, right? The thoughts about whether or not money is easy to make or hard to make. So, you know, I shared with you, I come from a history of money being hard to make. That was my mindset. I worked in a yoga wor- in the yoga world, even as an employer, where everyone walked around feeling like money was hard to make, okay? And like I owned a yoga studio and felt that even the teachers that I worked for, money was hard to, hard to make. Money's hard to make. Money's hard to make, right? So if that's the story that you're walking around with, money is going to be hard to make, right? If it's the story that you're telling yourself. And so shifting that energy, right? Even if you're having that experience, even if in this moment you're like, well, why would I think anything else? I'm not making money, right? Right? Changing the language and changing the wording around, right? So for example, a wonderful reframe, a wonderful reframe that I love using is adding the phrase up until now to anything that I feel I have evidence for in the past that may be evidence of something not going well, okay? So I have evidence that money can be hard to make. I have evidence of that. So why would someone telling me no it's not, it's easy? Why would I believe that? I'm like no 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 no. I have evidence for me it's hard, okay? So what do I do? Well, I want to stop saying that and believing it because it's not going to do me any good. It's not going to serve me because if that's the energy that I'm showing up in my in my business with, it will be hard to make. So what do I do instead? And this is gonna be different for everyone because the words that you use, right? That's what so I'm a I'm a master coach and and I'm trained in neurolinguistic programming, right? NLP. And such a big part of that is like how we speak to ourselves, to the universe, even to others, right? What words are we using? So when we try to change a thought or a belief one of the things that's important is that we can, we are working with or changing our specific way that we say or or think or do something. So when I'm shouting out to a podcast, it's a little hard for me to do the, like the, the, the personalized version of this, but I'm just giving you an example and then hopefully you can apply it to yourself. Or like I said, if you, (laughs) if you want to have a coach, um, I'm all for coaching and, um, and I'm available starting in April, just so you know, April 2022. I don't know when you're listening to this. Okay, so um, up until now, money has been hard to make, and I believe that the universe is abundant, and that now it's easy for me to make money, right? Or it's hard. To, it has been hard to make money up until now, and moving forward. I attract easily, so we must learn how to create these affirmations for ourselves and take thoughts that we are repeating, or v- literally words that we're repeating, that are not serving us or making that energetic um, relationship uh, that we're not that we're not we're not honoring the energetic relationship the way we want it to actually exist. Right. Because if we focus on what we don't want, what's not working on how hard everything is, we're going to be missing out on any opportunity to find out how it could be easier or how it could work or how it could flow to us. Right. So that's the way our brains work. They're going to get very, very, very focused around the difficulty, the struggle, struggle and what's not going well. Right. Unless we make a conscientious decision to focus on something else. Okay, the other thing I said, another thing I said was that we have ideas about what things are worth or not and that we each value different things. And the reason why this is so important to, to, to look at is because when you know what you value and what something is worth to you, you must know that that means there are other individuals who share the same value or believe that the same thing is worth it or we don't even have to say the same thing but we can say that other people also have value and value and place worth on the things that are important to them and so if we walk around thinking that because one person didn't put place value or worth on our service or on the the investment that we offered right then If we allow that to make us think that no one does, right, that is going to cause a huge problem for us. But when we take a step back and we're able to look at just because one person may not have, see the value or the worth in what we're offering, right, it does not mean that no one does. And that's another little word thing, right? The difference between everyone and no one, right? everyone, no one, right? When we get into these, these mindsets, like everyone, everyone thinks that this is too expensive or everyone, you know, doesn't like me or everyone didn't want to buy my service or no one wanted my service. No one will ever, no one. When we get into these words, right? It can really fuck up our way that we see things. So instead it's, so-and-so may not want this, but someone will. Someone does. Someone absolutely does. And if you're going to look for the evidence in your own experience of everyone who doesn't, then try looking in the experience of someone else who does have people saying yes to investments. And that brings us to another topic, which is not going to be this episode, but When you want to look for evidence and you can't find it in yourself, right, which there's usually a lot of evidence that we can find, maybe like we need to know where to look for it. But when you're looking for evidence, it's good to look to other people only if you've done the work to know how to manage, compare, and despair, (laughs) right? Now, I'm not saying that compare and despair ever fully goes away. I'm not saying that it's not possible to look at someone else and go down a little despair road. It happens to me. I mean, we're human. You have a human brain. You have a human brain that you're also trying to cultivate a higher brain, right? But you're always going to have your human brain that's always going to default to some like low vibe thinking, right? And the work that you do, especially if you're a coach, especially if this is the work you do, if you're in the space of transformation, your job is to know that you are always going to have a human brain and your job is to always know how, when you would like to, how to raise that to vibration, to your higher brain, right? To your higher self, to the brain that you want to operate from, especially when you're doing important things like trying to make money, right? So, compare and despair is a legit thing. It's a real thing. It happens to me. It happens to everybody that I know. And we also can have tools in place, practices in place, things that we do so that we can look to other people who have what we want, who have evidence that it's possible to make money as a creative, as a coach. It's possible to be successful. It's possible to have to make multiple six figures if that's what you want, or seven figures. If you want those things, it's important that you can look to other people who have those things and instead of despairing over it, that you can go, oh my goodness, that means it's possible for me. Or wow, wow, that person is is, is having what right now I'm thinking isn't possible because I'm not having that experience, but clearly it's possible. Clearly there are people that invest in services at that level because that person has people investing in it, right? Right. Like for me, you know, I look at coaches that are charging, you know, high level masterminds, for example, like if I'm going to be transparent with you, like I don't offer that right now. And it's something that like, I know I want to, but you know, I'm still working into looking at other people who are doing it and going, okay, well, there are people out there that invest $20,000 to be in a mastermind. And you know what? I did. I did. I invested, I was in a mastermind that I paid $18,000 to be in in 2020, and I'm still having to work on my own mindset around whether or not I believe that someone will pay me to be in my mastermind. But I'm doing the work. I do the work every day. I look at the people who have it, and I'm like, well, yeah, no, I really do need to get my shit together with this because I need to work on my own mindset because clearly that's a thing. Right. So if I look at those people and I go, I go, I really can't believe they're doing that. You know, what good is that going to do me? It's not going to do me any good. Right. So the other thing that I mentioned was having ideas about what things should or shouldn't cost. Okay, now you need to be in alignment with that. If you don't think that coaching should cost $1,500 or $5,000 or $10,000, or if you don't think that, or if you don't feel good paying it yourself, I've never charged anybody more than I've ever paid myself. Right. And so so this is an actual interesting thing, too, like for coaches who like don't want to pay to have a coach or don't want to pay to have a business coach, like, like, like talk about that and about, you know, coaches need coaches is something that you'll hear me say. But anyway, if you've never invested at a certain level but you want other people to invest with you at that level, mm, it could be out of alignment. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it has to be. I'm not I'm not saying that like you might never that you'll never get a client to pay you more than you've ever paid yourself. I'm not saying that. But I do think that it could be a factor <laughs> in whether or not people are paying you your investment. Because because if you won't pay that investment, right? And I get it. I get that you're like, but I don't have it. Maybe I don't have it. This is work that we need to do. This is energetic work that we need to do. And we need to be in alignment. And that one of the alignment things, I believe, is either we do need to step up and figure out how to make the investment in 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 ourselves that we want someone else to make in themselves with us or we may not be able to over we may not be able to go above with our investment that we're asking for we may not be able to go above a certain amount if it's out of alignment with what we actually believe with our deep inner belief about whether or not we we would we would pay that ourselves right I hope you're with me. All right. And then finally, the thing about other people's ideas about what they would spend on or what they think is, 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 is valuable. Hopefully, when you're after hearing about what goes on in your own brain, it's now giving you a better idea of how ridiculous it is for you to try to figure out what's going on in someone else's brain unless you ask them. Unless you ask them, do you know that every single person that ever, that when I'm having a conversation with them about working with me, any person that tells me that that it's too much or too expensive or they can't afford it, you know what I do? I know so many coaches hear that and they're like, okay, run away, run away. I'm going to end this call and I'm going to run away, (laughs) right? But you know what I do? I say, okay, great. Do you mind sharing with me what you thought it was going to cost? Because listen, if someone's in a conversation with you about working with you, they didn't think it was free. They must have had some idea of what they thought it would cost or what they think it's worth or what they were thinking or what they're willing to spend, you know? And this is a conversation. These are human beings. This is talking about an exchange of energy. I'm going to give you my time, my service, my, my help, my brain, my intellect, my love, my compassion. I'm going to use my gifts and my skills for you. I'm going to be creative. I'm going to I'm going to teach you. I'm going to give you all this. And the exchange for that energy is that you're going to give me an amount of money because I need money to live. I have to pay rent. I that's the way the world goes around, right? That's an energetic exchange. We're not talking about I'm not I mean, I'm not talking about selling a couch here. I'm talking about selling your services. Which are you? your intellectual property, your brain, your energy, your amazingness, like your experience, right? So if someone says, "Oh, I can't afford that." They were talking to you about working with you. So why would you run away? What's like and I get it. Like for whatever reason we're scared of that. We're scared. And we can talk about that. We'll have a whole episode on fear. I'm so excited that I know how many how many things I can talk about for probably the next 3 years. So that makes me feel good. But if you run away, what good is that? Because that person in that moment, you have an opportunity to help them with their money mindset. You have an opportunity to say to them, okay, great, like, I'd love to know, like, what did you think it was going to be? <laughs> I'd like to know. What's what's too scary about that? Why do you have to get off the call with somebody the minute they might have a slight objection to the investment? You don't know why they're why they have that objection. So... Thinking that you know what other people are thinking, that, that, that's not even only about money mindset. That's just like a big no-no in general, <laughs> in life. Try not to imagine that you know what other people are thinking. It's not usually a good road to go down. And I'm going to tell you this. Rarely, when you're thinking about what other people are thinking, do you make it in your own best interest. Usually, you make it something shitty and something bad, and you assume that the people are thinking bad shit, okay? So why would you do that? Like, what's the point of that? In the absence of not knowing something, you either have to ask or you have to be okay with not knowing. So I am hoping that after this um, passionate (laughs) episode about prosperity, that you are having some different ideas around money and asking for it. And I'm going to leave you with this right? You're allowed to want money because money allows you to do the things that you want to do in order to fund your passionate life, right? And your passionate business. I I have to invest lots of money to have the business that I want, right? So, So you... Your relationship to making money, if you have any guilt or shame about about it being wrong to want to make not just what you need to get by, but more than that, I am hoping to be here to empower you to get over that mindset. And I don't mean to sound like an asshole. Like, I don't mean like, get over it. I mean, let's figure out how you want to get over it. And let's figure out how you want to love the idea of making whatever amount you want. And it's different for everybody. Not everybody wants a multiple six-figure business or seven-figure business. Not everybody gives a shit or needs that, right? Some people don't want that much, but it doesn't matter. It's not the amount that matters. What matters is that you get to want to have as much money as you want to have in order to fund your life the way you want it to be. And that's what this podcast is about, by the way. It's the Passionate and Prosperous Podcast because I believe that everybody should get to live their most passionate and prosperous life. And what that means is that you are making money, doing what you love, and it's the amount of money that you would like in order to do the things that light you up, in order to do the things that inspire you, the things that you're most passionate about, whatever that is. If that's buying a freaking coach bag, great. If that's buying, you know, a country house, great. If it's going out to dinner, great. If it's going to see shows, great. If it's if it's to put your kids through college, great. If it's whatever the fuck it is, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you don't need to ever feel guilty or shameful for wanting to make money, however much it is, because that's the only way that you can, first of all, give back to the economy, keep things going, and have what you truly want that's what I'm going to leave you with for today. Um, I love you. I'm going to say that because I know that sometimes I sound really, really excited and really like vehement about my message. And what I'm here to tell you is that it's always coming from my most passionate place of wanting you to be successful and wanting you to know and believe that you can have your business, that you can do what you want to do, that you can make money, right? I genuinely believe that. I really believe that and you may have to do some stuff you may have to do some adjusting you may need some business coaching you may not you may not have all your foundational pieces in place right but i also know that there's mindset stuff that you must 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 be willing to look at if you're not yet having what you want and you may be having what you want for now and you know what you may want more at some point and you're allowed to with that i am going to sign off I am going to say bye till next week. I will be in your headphones. I hope that you have an amazing rest of whatever, wherever you are listening to this, your day, your night. Um, Until we meet again. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacy Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure to click the follow or subscribe button on your platform of choice. And if that happens to be Apple, it's the little plus sign at the top right. You'll get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. And in case you didn't know, ratings and reviews are key to helping me to grow this show so that we can reach more passionate and prosperous people. So on Apple, stars are great. But you know what? A written review is gold. And look for the star rating on Spotify because it's now out there and we'd love your support. Also, if you know anyone who you think would benefit from listening to the show, go ahead, spread the love, let them know that we're here so that we can keep having massive impact in the world. Stay tuned for next week's episode and find out what phase of business you're in. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.